Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Let's talk about the Week 15 waiver wire next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT and 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Dan Schneier. We're going to talk about the top waiver wire targets for week 15, obviously. Make sure you listen to the full episode of Fantasy Football today on your podcast feeds for the full breakdown of everyone on the waiver wire from every position. Dan and I are just going to talk about, let's say, the five or so most interesting ones. But first, let's talk a little bit about Monday night's pretty ugly Patriots Cardinals game and obviously a couple of big injuries in that one. And, you know, from an NFL perspective, you know, I was on CBS Sports HQ and the the big talking point was Kyler Murray's injury. It looks like he suffered a torn ACL. It's obviously a significant injury for the Cardinals. It, you know, very well could change the way this team moves forward, you know, with Cliff Kingsbury as their head coach. I know they they just gave him an extension, but frankly, that was a mistake. So, you know, th- that's big news. But for fantasy, is it really? I mean, it's big news if you had Kyler Murray, although if you were playing for a playoff spot, he got hurt three plays into this game. So probably didn't make the playoffs if you needed a big game from Kyler Murray. But, you know, the the ramifications for the Cardinals offense without Kyler Murray are what exactly? Yeah, I think it does limit the ceiling because Kyler Murray was not only not only to display one of the better rapports quarterback to receiver in the NFL between him and Hopkins. That's not mm-hmm. going to be the same with McCoy, but it just it limits the doubt. And, and he wasn't really an explosive thrower this year anyway, but it even makes him even more limited offense in that sense. And I think they'll lean more on the run game. It's probably good news for James Connor, but other than Connor, I don't think it's good news for anyone else on the Cardinals. Yeah. Connor's been great lately. Uh, top 20 running back four straight weeks, I believe four and a half targets per game in that stretch. I think the passing game role is going to be very promising for him yes. because Colt McCoy less likely to, you know, take off and run than, than scramble like uh, Kyler Murray would. So yeah, the, the other injury though, in that game, Roger Stevenson left with an ankle injury. He tried to play through it, tried to get it taped, come back, but he was ruled out at halftime. And Look, whatever you want to say about the Patriots offense, we've said lots of bad things about it because it's been pretty bad this season, but they consistently rank, if not among the top five teams in most running back production or PPR production for running backs, definitely top 12, you know, every year after year, no matter how bad this offense is, no matter who the quarterback is. And we saw Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris both scored a touchdown. Strong looked a little better. Eight carries for 70 yards, was more involved in the passing game than Kevin Harris. If you need a running back for week 15, is Pierre Strong the top option on waivers? I think so, because if Stevenson was ruled out at halftime after trying to come back, it looks like it might be at least a one-week injury. We'll see what happens. But like you said, the production is always there for the Patriots offense. They have a really diverse run game. It's re- They have always blocked well. They've taught well there. So mm-hmm. I just feel like that's going to continue to be the same. And I think Strong is a player who a lot of people really liked as like a deep dynasty gem because he had good traits. He had good, athle- or, I'm sorry, good athletic traits, but also good film. It's a good mm-hmm. combination. He was someone they specifically sought out to get on day three. So I like Strong, and he's definitely one of my top targets. 
Yeah, if you need a running back, I think the top targets will move on to the waiver wires. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, Jamie Eisenberg, he's got his full waiver wire column on CBSSports.com on Tuesday morning. Uh, he's got Jarek McKinnon as the top running back waiver option. Would you rather, if you needed someone for week 15, would you rather go after Pierre Strong or Jarek McKinnon? I'd rather go after McKinnon. Uh, it's close for me, but I am just a, typically a slave to the offensive production. I, I like to chase the good offenses, um, and I just feel like there's an opportunity for that role to grow for McKinnon, at least in the past game. So I would target McKinnon slightly over strong. All right. If you need a quarterback either to mm-hmm. replace Kyler Murray or you're not feeling good about Tua by Loa right now going into a matchup against Buffalo after two bad games in a row, Mike White and Brock Purdy, probably the two top options. Mike White uh, dealing with a rib injury. I think actually both of them have rib injuries, yep. but it looks like they're going to play this week. Mike White's got a great matchup against the Lions. Brock Purdy gets the face of the Seahawks on Thursday. Who would you rather have if you need a quarterback? I will say this about that Lions matchup. It's not as great as it was earlier this season. The Lions have tightened up a bit on defense, but I still like the matchup. I still like it over the Seahawks matchup where I just think the 49ers will be able to run all over Seattle that entire game, taking every over on every prop for running backs in that game. McCaffrey, Mason, you you, you name it, I'll take it there the way they looked against Carolina. So I would take White just because I think the matchup's a little better. All right, and then we've also got DJ Shark and Evan Ingram coming off big games. Evan Ingram. One of Career the best game. performances by a tight end all season. I think the best performance by a tight end, actually. Um, are those both must-add guys? Are you starting Evan Ingram this week? No, I don't think so. I've watched a lot of Trevor Lawrence film lately. I really like his tape. I think he's, he's the next great awesome. quarterback. And. One of the things he's done this year is get a career game out of Ingram, a career game out of Zay Jones. What does that say about him? But what I've noticed on that offense is they really don't have one guy they're going to. It's really every week based on the matchups, what they're doing. It was Ingram last week. It was Zay Jones a couple weeks ago. It was it was uh, K- Christian Kirk sandwich in between there. So I wouldn't trust Ingram because I don't trust the targets to funnel in his direction on a consistent basis. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be starting him in at least two playoff matchups. There's upside to it, so it's fine. Yeah. It's amazing. I went into one league with Kyle Pitts and TJ Hawkinson to start the season. I traded Hawkinson. <laughs> Pitts got hurt. Best performance all season came from Evan Ingram. Get me <laughs> yep. into the playoffs. You love to see it. Fantasy football. It's a wacky I'm not game. even sure if Kyle Pitts combined for all the points that Evan Ingram scored last week. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, that's that's a. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. We'll, I, I don't we'll either. Have the Kyle I had Pitts conversation again in the offseason. You, and we'll be drafting him again. Yeah, absolutely. All right. That's going to do it for FFT and five. We'll talk to you tomorrow.